Someone's going to ask you what your exclusivity clause is, and you better have a really good answer. Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. What's up? It's Eric J. Olson. At some point, someone is going to ask you for exclusivity. Now, what that means is they don't want you to take on work for a similar client. We get asked this on a somewhat frequent basis. Well, actually, it's not really frequent, but it's not infrequent. Put it that way. We have been asked this multiple times over the years, multiple times per year. We get asked for some sort of exclusivity clause. And what I mean by that is they want something in writing saying that we won't work with and then it's to be defined. Well, what is the scope? But basically what they're saying is if you take my account, we expect you to not work with and then they will have some sort of a definition. Now, that definition could be anybody else in the world, which would be ridiculous, or it could be uh, anyone else in my industry, in my region, or it could be uh, with these five competitors that I want to bury one day, so I don't want you working for them, or it could just be one particular competitor and maybe even in one city or something like that. So the scope of exclusivity is something that varies from request to request. Now, I learned early on in my entrepreneurial journey that exclusivity can really hurt your company. So in this particular case with exclusivity is when I was a Navy contractor and I had a very small contracting company and I agreed to an exclusivity clause when it came to a contract contractual rebid that could happen in future years. And because of that, when the contract was rebid, Basically, I was left on the sidelines. And that taught me that that exclusivity clause that I agreed to dealt a fatal blow to that project. And another lesson learned was diversification. I only had one client. So when that project went away and that client went away, that was it. The company was over. And that's when I actually switched from DOD contracting to commercial work and which eventually led to Array Digital. So, you know, it worked out in the end, but I had to walk away from one company because I had made an exclusivity clause or agreement, and it really hurt the company. So coming into Array Digital, I was very fearful of exclusivity clauses. At this point, we will only consider an exclusivity clause in a couple of different situations. And we only have a couple of these, uh, three to be exact, in place. Now, if you're going to agree to an exclusivity clause, I highly recommend to you that it be for a big project. Now, for us, we've defined that as it's going to become our number one biggest project or client. So what I'm not interested in is agreeing to some sort of exclusivity for a mediocre kind of project, a project that is run of the mill when it comes to revenue. So if it's like 50% of our highest revenue for, for a project or a client, there's no way that we're going to agree to exclusivity. It has to be literally the next, it, it has to, if we agree to it and we get the client, then it will become the biggest client that we have. So this is a moving target that we intend to always increase. So as an example, 
let's say that our highest client right now is $10,000 a monthly recurring revenue. It's actually higher, but let's just say that. That means that we won't agree to exclusivity unless someone comes in at like 11,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And at that point, if we agree to it, the next time that someone requests exclusivity, they're gonna have to be at 12,000. So we're gonna continue to ratchet this thing up. We also are going to be very specific about the exclusivity. In particular, give us one name for one competitor. That's who we will agree to not work for. What we don't want are broad statements like, you won't work for anyone else who's a, I don't know, pick something, uh, bread maker in the state of Virginia or the United States. That is way too broad. It's got to be very narrow. So we'll say, yeah, we won't work for a bread maker if it's this particular one or in this particular city. Something very, very specific that leaves options open. There are other things that we put in place, but think about exclusivity and think about what you're willing to accept as far as limitations for operating the rest of your business if you do get this client. It could be a fatal blow to you to agree to this. Could also be an opportunity, but it's a risk, so manage that risk. Thank you for listening. If you're in need of SEO or other digital marketing services, visit us online at thisisarray.com.